Amen. Thank you, Kayla. Open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 1. Now, I know we have babies in here and the little ones. Isn't that wonderful? I just love it. Now, moms and dads might not think it's wonderful. Us grandparents, we think it's awesome. And uh, if, if your child starts to act up, we don't care. It's all just fine. We're glad that you all are in here. And um, now, if these guys on the front act up, it's just normal. That's just what we expect from them. They're not, they're not all there. Matthew chapter 1. Y'all love the Christmas season. Now, of course, we know Jesus Christ was not born on December 25th. Um, but I'm glad he was born. And I'm glad that we take this time to think of him and remember him. And uh, I had a different message planned. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. The Bible identifies uh, uh, Joseph as a carpenter, and Jesus was a carpenter. And the, you have the shepherds, and they, of course, the, the role of the shepherds is very important throughout the Scriptures. And so these, these careers that are identified in Scripture, it, it, earlier in the week I, I was really thinking about it. You know that your career is important to God? That what you do is important to God? If you're a teacher or a carpenter or an engineer or a police officer, or, you know, you don't work and you're a firefighter. If that all of these, these careers that you have, you know, they're all vital. And God has ordained work. There was, there was work given before the fall. Work is a good thing, and it gives us value. And, and we men, we, we really are identified often by what we do. You know, some might say, I'm a banker, or, or for me, I'm a preacher. That, that's, that's really all I am. I'm, I'm just a preacher. I'm a, I'm a man who communicates God's Word. That's, that's, that's who I am. That really is my identity. And what's wonderful is God cares about you in your work Amen? Isn't that a blessing? And so that's that message that I was going to preach. Now let me get to the actual message. And this is what I, wanna, I want us to focus on just for a few minutes. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 1. And this is the angel coming to Joseph to explain what was going on with Mary. Verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Lord, help us as we just think about your name for a few minutes this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't it wonderful that we get to pray in Jesus' name? That we get to know him because he came to save us from our sins. An atronym. Let me, let me tell you what an atronym is. A, a nat, an, atronym, uh, an atronym is a name that is especially suited to the profession of its owner. It's like I heard, I think it was Sandy Patty on an album years ago. Her doctor, or her dentist, was Dr. Moeller. That's perfect. When we took Jacob to Pensacola to meet with the head of the program for the computer software program, his name was Dr. Sparks. These, these names, they're perfect. Here, someone said that there was a radiologist named Dr. Albright. Uh, uh, th th those are kind of funny. Sometimes a name, it just fits what the person is doing. Have you ever stopped to think about how, how important names are to God? It, all the way back to the beginning, when he, he put 
two lights in the sky, one he called the sun and one he called the moon. Those, those names, they, they were important to him. Many parents spend time trying to decide what to name their children. And you would have changed that name if you knew who they were. Sometimes a name means precious and it ought to mean devil, right? We, we, we understand that. People would often ask me, what's Jacob going to be when he grows up? I, I thought axe murderer. I, I didn't, didn't know what it was going to be. My favorite story, he's not going to like this, but it's fun. Jacob, where are you? You still in the room? He's somewhere running around the building. So when he was little, somebody said, Jacob, what do you want to be when you grow up? He said, a fighter pilot. I thought, that's cool. Of course, he's blind, so that wouldn't work. But he said, fighter pilot. And then he said, or maybe a queen. I think, no, wait a minute. No, we don't, we don't want to do that. Names. I'm going to pay for that one later. Names. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. A name. What is in a name? What is in a name? Well, for Jesus, it's a comforting name. I'm going to just read through this. We're not going to take the time to look up all the scriptures. I'm going to read them to you. Just here's really what I would like for you to do. I know we have the children in here and, and babies, and it's wonderful. Just try to kind of absorb this. Just try to meditate on the name of Jesus today as we remember him on this day. His name is a comforting name. It's the name above every name. Remember, we have just studied in Acts 4.10, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Whatever the needs are in your life, they can be met in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember the old song, Take the name of Jesus with you child of sorrow and of woe, it will joy and comfort give you. Take it then where'er you go. I visited the hospital and watched the name of Jesus comfort a mother with a suffering child. I've stood beside dying saints and have seen peace come over them. I'll never forget being with Hassie McKinney, Shirley Rees, mom, and, and praying and talking with her. And she was in such distress and reading scripture with her, and giving her the assurance of salvation through Jesus Christ, and watching the peace come over her through the name of Jesus Christ and who he is. It's an amazing thing. The song says, Jesus, the name calms my fear that bids my sorrow cease. Tis music in the sinner's ear, tis life and health and peace. It's a comforting name. But not only is it a comforting name, it's a, it's a strengthening name. We find our power, we find our resolve, we find our strength in the name of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. He's not just a baby in a manger. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. Luke ten seventeen. this is the 70 that Jesus had sent out to preach in his name. And the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. See, there's power in his name. At his name, demons flee. By his name, prayers are answered. For his names, his name, angels stand and wait to do his bidding. Because the name of Jesus, even the wind and waves are subject to his voice. He can calm the storm and set the captives free. At the name of Jesus, not only are sins forgiven, but they are removed to be remembered no more. At the name of Jesus, I've seen drunks become sober. Thieves become trustworthy. At the name of Jesus, 
I've seen drug addicts, prostitutes, murderers become model citizens. That's who Jesus is. It's it's not just some far-off deity that we don't know. He's a personal God that changes and empowers lives, forgives sins, and makes us new. He makes us clean. That's who Jesus is. Because of his name, one of these days, graves are going to split wide open and the dead are going to live. We which are alive and remain will be changed by the power of his name and we will be reunited with saved loved ones and friends who have gone before. For then shall be written, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? For even death and the grave are subject to his name. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. It's a comforting name. It's a strengthening name, but it's a revealing name. The, the, the Bible says that God hath highly exalted him. Remember in Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare asked the question, what's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. There are many great names in history, Napoleon, Washington, Lincoln, Caesar, Plato, Beethoven, Spurgeon, but none compare with the name of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 16, it says, when Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that's who we call him today, isn't it? He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And not only is he the Son of the living God, he is the living Son of the living God because he rose from the dead. That's the name of Jesus. That's who we worship today. Jesus said, Who do men say that I am? What is Christ's name to you? To the artist, he's the altogether lovely one. To the architect, he's the chief cornerstone. To the astronomer, he's the sun of righteousness rising with healing in his wings. To the baker, he is the living bread. To the banker, he's the hidden treasure. To the biologist, he is the life. To the carpenter, he's the sure foundation. To the doctor, he's the great physician. To the educator, he's the great teacher. To the farmer, he's the sower and the Lord of the harvest. To the florist, he's the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon. To the geologist, he's the rock of ages. To the horticulturist, he's the true vine. To the judge, he is the righteous judge. To the juror, he's the true witness. To the jeweler, he's the pearl of great price. To the editor, he is the good tidings of great joy. To the optician, he's the light of the eyes. To the philosopher, he is the wisdom of God. To the printer, he is the true type. To the servant, he's the good master. To the student, he is the incarnate truth. To the laborer, he's the giver of rest. And to the sinner, he's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. To the Christian, he's the living God, the Savior, the Redeemer, and the Lord. That's what the name of Jesus is to us. That's who we are here to remember today. We don't want to get Jesus out of the way so we can get to the presence. We are here to remember him, to worship him, to magnify the name of Jesus But not only is it a comforting name and a strengthening name and a revealing name, but it's a saving name. The Bible says that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Acts 4.12 says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 
like we read a minute ago in Matthew 121. And he shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. John 1.12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Romans 10.13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a comforting name. It's a strengthening name. It's a revealing name. It's a saving name. And folks, it's a worthy name. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our life. He's a worthy name. The Bible does say that every knee shall bow. He's worthy to suffer for. Acts 5.40 says, And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, listen, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. We often hear the name of Jesus as an expletive or put together with horrible words as a swear word. But it's a beautiful name. It's a lovely name. It's a powerful name. It's a comforting name. It's a strengthening name. It's a worthy name. It's worthy to suffer for. And of course, it's worthy to die for. Acts 21, 13. Then Paul answered, What mean you to weep and to break mine heart? For I am ready not, o- not, only, not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible in Acts 15.26 says, Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus. Not only is he, is he worthy to suffer shame for and is he worthy to die for, but he's worthy to live for. Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. He's, he's, he's worthy to sacrifice for. He's worthy to stand up for. He's worthy to speak up for. He's worthy, amen? That's the name of Jesus. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Psalm 20 and verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of our Lord, of the Lord our God. There have been names that I have loved to hear, but never has there been a name so dear to this heart of mine as the name divine, the precious name of Jesus. There's no name in earth or heaven above that we should give such honor and such love as the blessed name. Let us all acclaim that wondrous, glorious name of Jesus. Jesus is the sweetest name I know, and he's just the same as his lovely name, and that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God with us. All that he is, all that that name means, the amazing thing is, it's for you too. He wants to be your God. He wants to be your God. And eventually everyone will bow before him. Isn't it better to do it willingly? And to understand who he is. And that we we don't worship a baby in a manger. We worship a risen Savior. Born of a virgin. Lived a sinless life. The altogether lovely one. And then he died on a cross that should have been mine paid for my sin with his own blood. Then he was buried three days and three nights, and he rose from the dead, proving that he was, is, and always will be God. And then he ascended to the right hand of the Father, 
and he lives, he ever lives to make intercession for the saints. He's my risen savior. He's my risen advocate. When I sin and the father could judge, righteously judge me, the son says, father, he's mine. Father, my blood has washed away his sin. And one day, all of us will be able to stand before him, righteous. Stand before the Father, completely sinless, completely righteous, because of the blood of Jesus. But the only way you'll be able to do that is if you're saved. You must be born again. Have Christians let you down? Have Christians failed you? I'm sometimes so embarrassed by what I see Christians do. I look back over my own life and I'm so embarrassed by my own behavior and by the horrible way that I've represented the name of Christ. I am so thankful that my salvation and the salvation of others is not based on me or my behavior. It's based on Jesus Christ, his righteousness, his love, his faithfulness. I hope you're born again. Wouldn't that be a great thing? We give gifts. The greatest gift is to receive the gift of eternal life at Christmas. And it is received as a gift. You can't buy it. There's nothing you can do to earn it. You don't deserve it. You just receive it as a gift. Have you received that gift? All you have to do is acknowledge that you're a sinner and that your sin is bad enough to take you to hell and to separate you from God forever. You must also believe that he is God, that Jesus is God, and that he died to pay for your sin, and he paid for it completely and rose from the dead, proving that he was, is, and always will be God. If you will believe that and ask him to save you, just cry out to him for mercy. He will save you, because whosoever shall call upon what? The name of Jesus shall be saved. Isn't that the true meaning of Christmas? That's why he came, to be the Savior of the world. I hope that you're born again today. Let's all stand together. We're going to sing that same song that we did a few minutes ago about the name of Jesus. And I hope that if you're not born again, that today is the day of your salvation. But I also hope, how many of you would say, you know what? I really did need to focus more on the name of Jesus today. Would you raise your hands? I needed that. I needed it as well. Let's sing this to the Lord.